Hi, welcome to John's Tarot Podcast, home of the wild, the weird, the wonderful, and the sublime. Hey, I'm glad you can make it this week. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. I know that. Um, This week, we're going to talk about something a little different. Um, I saw an article in the on the internet, of course, on a new submarine the uh, Soviets were launching called a, a Belgrad class. Certainly. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. And I'm going, and uh, there were some interesting things that came up about that. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, uh, provide a little education, and then we're going to ask the tarot uh, some questions on it. And I'm also going to do the uh, UFO update for this week. So this is the Belgrade class submarine the Soviet Union, or the Russia, is launching. It's their newest class of submarine. It's the biggest submarine in the world. Uh, they're launching it. Uh, I, saw, I got the article maybe two weeks ago. The Belgrade K329 is a 24,000 ton, 600 feet long, makes it the longest submarine in the world. And it acts as a kind of a mothership submarine. It's able to uh, dive down, to, I believe, 1,600 feet and just kind of stay there. And it's able to launch uh, several different types of submarines along with it. Uh, the, so these different submarines will, will go down deeper and they'll take a look at cables on the, sub, on the ocean floor. They'll take a look at the uh, Soviet SOSA system, and that is their system of... Uh, uh, hydrophones around the Arctic that kind of monitor if any U.S. submarines are coming through there. So it, they're able to launch a, a self module, which is a nuclear power module, which powers their SOSIS systems. Uh, also able to launch uh, midget submarines and uh, rescue submarines. The midget submarines are able to go down and they have uh, manipulating arms. Let's say they lost a piece of equipment or we lost a piece of equipment up there they want to get a hold of. They're able to go down to really deep depths, grab a hold of that equipment and manipulate it and do what they want to do with it. And um, But the biggest threat that this submarine is uh, going to introduce to us is the Poseidon-class missile or Poseidon-class torpedo. Let's take a look at that real quick. So this is the little bugger right here. This is the problem. The Belgrade-class uh, submarine is able to launch these torpedoes. Uh, it's able to launch, I think it holds six of them, able to launch six of them. The Poseidon-class intercontinental, nuclear power, nuclear-armed, autonomous torpedo. So what this thing can do is it's a, they'll launch it. It is nuclear armed with a, I believe it's a two megaton warhead, which is salted with cobalt 60, which makes it a very dirty nuclear device. Cobalt 60 will make uh, the nuclear fallout stick to everything it touches and then keep it for like a, a, no, a hundred year half-life. It's a very nasty little uh, device. And what this device will do will uh, cause a, a, a tidal wave to launch it at, say, outside of Los Angeles or outside uh, any coast in the world and launch it and explode it, and it will uh, provide a, a, a tidal wave of, of dirty nuclear water that will decimate an entire coast. 
This thing is, uh, like I said, nuclear intercontinental. It's able to cruise the oceans independently. They launch it. It's kind of a launch and let go, launch and forget type of thing. And it, it can cruise, uh, swim the oceans independently. It's nuclear powered. It doesn't have to come to the surface. Uh, it can stay out for weeks or months before it returns to its home base. It's uh, pre-programmed into uh, what areas it's going to swim, what areas it's going to patrol. And I believe it's pre-programmed also uh, whether it's going to detonate or not. It can travel up to 50 knots, which is pretty fast. Uh, if you ever been on a ship, 50 I was on a ship and, uh, when I was a young man in the Navy, and if we were cruising 30 knots, 20 knots, that was really clipping. 50 knots is moving pretty fast. But that is its one Achilles heel. Uh, the 50 knots will make it uh, make a lot of noise. The problem again with this thing is we don't really have a defense against it. The only defense against it we have is that uh, we can detect it with our SOSA system. So if it's launched off our coast, we can hear it. And if we can hear it, we then might be able to airdrop some torpedoes in front of it, hopefully. And we might be able to get a submarine asset in front of it, hopefully, which can then detonate some type of uh, device in front of it to stop it from detonating off our coast. Uh, this thing is currently not in operation, but it will be launched by Christmas. So my concern is, uh, you know, the concern every American should have, and how capable really is Russia of causing a uh, problem for us in its current condition? Like I said, I see it struggling in the Ukraine. Is it really ready to take on a larger conflict. You know, we still have MAD, the Mutually Assured Destruction. If they were to launch one of these things, it would launch us right into MAD. So my question for the tarot this week will be exactly uh, how much of a risk is Russia to the rest of the world, to the United States, and to the rest of the world? And also, we're going to take a look at my UFO screen, and I'm going to have a UFO question for this week. So let's take a look at the UFO screen. Welcome to my UFO screen for this week. Part of my wild, weird, wonderful, and sublime. This week I want to take a look at uh, a little bit on Jeremy Corbell. I have a little film clip to play on him. Jeremy has uh, started out as a filmographer and uh, doing videos. And he's interviewed such people as Bob Lazar, and David Favor. He's been interviewed on, on Joe Rogan. And he has really developed into one of our uh, most prominent UFO investigators of today. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll get to interview him on my little, my little amateurish podcast here. So let's take a look at Jeremy Corbell interview. What I'm going to tell you is that, yes, we do have craft. We do have technology from somewhere else. It is an iceberg. You're seeing the tip of it that I've just started. Because now, I, I, I don't know as much as I, I thought I knew when I started, man. Where are UFOs from? Who are operating them? What is their intent? I, I do not know the answers to the bigger questions, and I'm so excited to hopefully learn more. So I'll say to the best of my knowledge, we have actual physical hardware from an unknown origin, which is so far more advanced than what it is that we have fabricated with our material science up to date 2022, that it is astonishing to anybody that has had the ability to be part of these exploitation programs. 
So with that said, I think the next revelation for everybody, you know, every country in this world is going to be when we can see some of these materials and see how they're made. Because on a molecular level or an atomic level, these alloys are incredible. They're, they're perfectly atomically layered as if built in zero gravity. They're called metamaterials. The actual skins of these materials themselves are, are made of atoms that typically can't fuse together. And they're in such perfect, tiny little uh, layers that they were, they were somehow fabricated in a way that would be akin to atomic printing, which is not something that we can do now, but will be something that we can do in the future. So that's a great clip by Jeremy Corbell, where he asked some real pertinent questions. Where are they from? Who are operating them? And what is their intent? As far as what is their intent, I've answered that question in a past video. I'll, I'll leave a link for that up here. Who is operating them? And where are they from? Those are good questions. Maybe we'll take a look at that. But certainly I think we can ask, does the U.S. government really have possession of UFO material, of, of alien, otherworldly material, as described in the video? We'll take a, I think we could take a look at that question, too, and see what the tarot has to say. All right, stay tuned, or uh, move on over to my tarot page and take a look and see what kind of answers we come up with this week. Okay, here we are at my tarot screen. Let's go ahead and move the cards over here. And let's shuffle the deck. Gather the cards. Shuffle the deck. Our first question. Five cards. And, you know, and I try to keep this down to... Uh, the tarot readings down to five cards, six cards. Yeah, I could do a, I could, I could do a Celtic cross, but it would just drag on the whole reading much too long. I'd like to keep it short and sweet. Five cards. First question: How much of a threat is Putin's Russia to us uh, in terms of nuclear weapons? How much of a threat is really Putin's Russia to us? How much of a threat? How much of a threat is Putin's nuclear Russia? To us. So, five cards. How much of a threat is Russia to us? First card. Ace of Coins. I'm going to lay them all out. First card is the Ace of Coins. That's, that's, let's take a look. Next card. Obstacle. Four of Wands. In the past. Five of Pentacles. I would agree. I'm seeing the story start to materialize. What's helping? Two of Swords. Final card. What can we expect? How much of a threat is Putin's Russia to us? Knight of Wands. That's kind of interesting the way the tarot works sometimes. It always uh, focuses you back on yourself. And I think that's what it's doing here as we look at the Ace of Coins. The Ace of Coins is us. Uh, it has to do with new financial ventures, new 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 start new business startups and and that's kind of where we're at right now we're uh, again starting our economy is again starting to pick up things are going to improve but we're just at the beginning i know everybody's uh, talking about uh talking about recession but if it comes i think it'll just be a blip on the radar 
Russia sees us as a biggest threat economically. It doesn't see us as such a big threat um, militarily. We see this as a big economic threat. And then we look at the, uh, I believe that is a four of wands partnerships. You know, in the past we've had, you know, even under Trump, we had a, we had a pretty good relationship with Putin and Russia. Um, the difficulty, I think, is the obstacle is reaching some kind of partnership with the Russians, uh, whether that be economic partnerships, uh, military partnerships. I know their economic ideas uh, many times conflict with ours. Uh, what they're doing in the Ukraine certainly conflicts with uh, American beliefs. Uh, we think the Ukraine should be free and, and free to make their own decisions, but they are right in the backyard of the Russians. And those types of things are preventing us from having a, a partnership with the, with the Russians right now. As we look in the past, I see the Five of Pentacles. The Five of Pentacles has to do with uh, us in the past and the Russians too, coming out of a difficult financial situation. Uh, we are bo both coming out of COVID. Our economies have both suffered. Uh, the Russian economy has probably suffered worse than we have. We tend to complain a lot, but I think the Russians have had it a lot worse than us. So in the past, the Russians have had a big problem with their economy. We've had a big problem with the economy, and we're coming out of that. And that has to do with our partnership. We need to have financial partnerships with the Russians. And really, that seems to be the biggest conflict that Taro is pointing at. It's the financial conflict as opposed to the military conflict. I don't think it's in the Russians' financial uh, best interest to uh, drop one of these Poseidon uh, torpedoes on us. And then we have the Two of Swords. What is helping? You know, we're looking at this situation. We're studying the situation. The Russians are looking at the situation. We're studying, they're studying the situation. They have yet to really deploy this Poseidon uh, nuclear torpedo, although we know they have it. They haven't yet, and they're looking at the possibility, is this in their best interest in order to launch this thing? Is this going to help them meet any kind of uh, partnership they, they might want to have, financial partnerships they want to have? I know there's been a big issue in Russia, too, about some of the oligarchs, some of the big financial people uh, complaining about a loss of finances, and the Russians saying, well, you're not... You're, you're not patriotic. You're not supporting us in, in Ukraine. But they're hurting financially, and that, that's the biggest problem. So we're looking at the situation. We're studying it. We really don't have a defense against it, or our defense is very minor. And the Russians are also studying it. It's just in their best interest to launch such a thing. I think our best offense in this situation is going to be a financial one. Um, we can put financial, you know, do we really want to put another financial squeeze on the Russians at this point? And do the Russians really want to be squeezed anymore financially? I think our greatest uh, linchpin here is going to be finances. And then what can we expect? The Knight of Wands. Uh, the Knight of Wands is a guy, he's starting out on a new venture. And that's us. It tends to be very impulsive. Um, but lacks a little bit of personal insight and that is us as we move forward what i mean by that is are we willing to look at our own shortcomings you know no matter how much we may point it out 
to another person that their shortcomings, they will be unable to see it. And in regards to both Russia and United States, we both have shortcomings. And are we willing to look at our own shortcomings? Is Russia willing to look at their shortcomings as we launch out on uh, this on uh, this new venture? And also, the Knight of Wands is a type of person, he always sees himself in the right. The Russians see themselves in the right. Uh, the, they see themselves as protectors of their country, protectors of their way of life. Just as we see ourselves as always in the right, as always riding the white horse, uh, always in the right, and always ready to jump in, you know, always ready to protect democracy. You know, this card encourages us to... Uh, don't just jump. We need to think. And the Russians need to stop and think, too. Is this really going to be in their best interest? So, as I kind of review this one, the Knight of Wands was helping, you know, though both sides see themselves as in the right and moving forward, you know, and riding the horse and moving to correct rights the wrongs. Uh, is that really what they want to do? Is that really in our both either of our best interests? And are we able to see our shortcomings in uh, the situation? And are they willing to see their shortcomings in the situations? The four of wands there, uh, partnerships, obstacles. Are, will we be able to make some kind of partnership, economic partnership with the Russians in order to improve both our conditions? And, uh, you know, the ace of coins, there we are, our financial situation is improving. Is the Russian financial situation going to improve? In the past, uh, we're all coming out of COVID. We're all coming out of a tough financial situation. The Russians are coming out of a tough financial situation. Uh, they are willing, I think they're willing to make some partnerships, some financial dealings. And then the two of swords, let's go ahead and think about this. Let's uh, let's think about this a little bit and study the situation. Sometimes not taking any action is better than taking an action. So let's go ahead and gather the cards. And gather the cards. Here we go. Gather the cards, shuffle the deck. Now let's talk about the UFO situation. Does the United States possess alien technology, otherworld technology? Let's do a six card on this one first. Does the United States possess alien technology? As uh, mentioned by Jerry Corbell, do we possess alien technology? Six cards, yes and no. And a yes and no, uh, wands and cups are a yes. Swords and pentacles are a no. Does the United States possess alien technology? First card is a five of cups, five of pentacles. That's a no. Second card, king of cups. That's a yes. Third card, the devil. We throw out major arcana. So I'm one and one. Does the United States possess alien technology, actual Ten of Pentacles. That's a no. So I got two no's, one yes. Does the United States possess alien technology, alien hardware? That's a yes. We're two and two, three of, three of wands. Does the United States possess alien technology? No. Well, the tarot says no. All right. If that's a no is a no, maybe I can ask again. So I know it's already agreed that we have aliens. 
visitors that are here, are they willing to share their technology? Let's ask that. Let's gather the cards. Yes and no. Are the visitors willing to share their technology? Well, Jerry Corbell says they have the technology. Are the visitors willing to share their technology? Another six card, yes and no. First card, the sun. We'll throw it out. Second card, wheel of fortune. <laughs> we'll throw it out. So are the visitors willing to share their technology? Wow, all major arcana has got to come down to be very close. The world card. The fourth card is a yes card. The six of wands. Are the aliens, are the visitors willing to share their technology? That is a eight of wands. Yes. And a six card. So we have visitors. We don't currently have their technology, but they are willing to share it. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. My pleasure. Hey, and I hope you enjoy the uh, the. I hope you enjoying the UFO updates I'm doing every week. Those are a lot of fun, and I'm getting a lot of hits on the little UFO updates. I'm posting that like a week early as a lead into the podcast, and I'm also going to start uh, posting some of my readings on TikTok. So take a look at me there. So until next week, I wish you all a fun fair a fun ado, and be cool. Take care of yourself, especially in this heat, and I'll see you all next week. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>